Welcome to Resilience Unraveled. Hi everybody and welcome to Resilience Unraveled, a podcast that examines all aspects of personal and organisational resilience. A huge all-encompassing subject that covers the ability to thrive in life by harnessing your cognitive, emotional, physiological and contextual abilities. I share stories from people who have thrived despite remarkable obstacles, as well as highly successful practitioners and experts across a range of topics. And this podcast introduces their amazing stories and expertise, as well as my own reflections, perspectives, strategies and tips, which come from my own synthesis of themes and trends from wider learning. You can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and eBooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com. Then search for Resilience Unraveled. So, let's get started. Enjoy the show. Hey, welcome back to Resilience Unraveled, another episode. Uh, and this one I'm very much looking forward to because it's, it's rare to have the chance to have two guests and sitting in front of me resplendent in all their glory, two people. We have Linda Ross Vega, uh, who's sitting in a, a very salubrious sitting room with all sorts of pictures on the back, which is looking very exciting, and her colleague, Gary Jordan. So first of all, good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you. As well. Good, good, good. And where in the world are you? We are in this, the, what's called North Central Texas, the Dallas-Fort Worth area in the suburbs. And we are not in the same location. We we work together, but I am a little bit farther north, north of, than than Linda Ross is. And so, where are you in the same state, Linda Ross? Yes, uh huh. We're we're both in the same area. We we live about a half an hour away from each other. Very good, excellent. Well, it's isn't that wonder the modern you know, the wonders of technology. Had we tried to do this fifteen years ago, we'd have all been struggling just to you know, get around this. I mean, COVID was a marvellous thing because a lot of us used to do this before COVID, but now, of course, we just see it as a matter of course. Fantastic. Well, you're both very welcome. And um, obviously, with there being a podcast with two guests, we'll take our time to understand both of you and and chat with both of you. So um, who would like to go first? Tell us a little bit about yourselves, what it is that you do. And they're both, ladies and gentlemen, pointing at each other. So that's what I love as a choreographed start. So I'll choose <laughs> Linda Ross. Why don't you go first? Tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do. Sure. Um, so I would say, uh, what do I do? So what we do is we are involved in uh, perceptual style theory uh, that we develop to basically help people understand what they do really well. We're strengths-oriented. Um, you know, there's so many people in the world that want to tell you what you don't do well, that it sometimes is important to stop and take note of what you do very well, and then use that as your foundation for everything that you do. So Gary and I met in 1983, I think. We were spring chickens then. And um, through the course of working together with a, a business project, came up with developing the theory, and we've just been having fun with it ever since. And, and I'm guessing um, it comes from uh, type style theory, or I mean, it must do, because that's the, the very name of it. You, can you give us a bit of an overview about what that is all about, type and style theory? Well, I, was, I'm, uh, I think we're a fascinating uh, business partnership. Linda Ross's background was in business, and my, I'm a psychologist. 
And <clears throat> I was always fascinated by uh, uh, different type theories that came out, but none of them ever really uh, hit the mark for me fully. There was always yeah. questions that I had. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a theory of uh, creative idea that, that different people had different strengths based on the, whatever their type was. This is before we started naming them. And met Linda Ross when I started consulting to business organizations. And um, she said, you know, I've always thought that if you put the right person in the right job, we'd have a better, more success. So the two of us uh, came together as colleagues to see if that wasn't true uh, or to, to show that it was true and created um, perceptual, perceptual style theory, which says that there are six different styles that people, um, based on how people perceive the world through their senses and make meaning of the sensation that they bring into their perception. Right, and, wh and, where's, and where did this theory come from? What's its sort of provenance? Uh, ooh, that's a good question. Uh, the fellow psychologist, you see, so I'm just, you just got me interested already. <laughs> I think it was wandering through the different styles, theories that are out there and being disappointed by all of them oh. and sitting down and taking, you know, and saying, well, what, what is it that I'm seeing? What is it that Linda Ross is seeing? How do we how do we make sense out of this? And so it became very, um, you know, I have a therapist background and I was trying to make sense out of, you know, why clients respond. Some clients responded in some ways, some clients responded in others. And then Linda Ross, I'll let you talk about Linda Ross, but uh, her addition was uh, how that worked in the business world. Linda Ross, you want to say something about that? Sure, I think, um, so I'd always been fascinated with, um, how to, how to match people to the right tasks. Uh, I ended up in the technology arena quite by accident and in financial, in the financial arena. So banking systems and things like that. And um, I became sort of specialized in rescuing projects that were in trouble. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't the first one to start them. I would come in and help kind of write, write them and get them, get them fixed through. And it was always amazing to me that when you could find what people really enjoy doing and what they're, you know, what they naturally were good at, the schedule suddenly snapped back into place, the quality improved and the stress level of the projects improved. And so I had, I had experimented with different tools that were out in the market to try and do that. Um, and what happened with Gary and I is I had a, I inherited a, a really large project. There were um, 1,800 people at one point on this one project. So that's kind of like running a mini city. You know, you've got deaths and births and marriages and divorces, and then you're still trying to get the work done. Um, and Gary was doing business consulting. And so I actually hired him to come in and help us figure out how to sort of revamp the project to take it over the finish line. Yeah. And so he came in with with some of his ideas about the theory. And then we started, literally, it was like having our own research center with that many people, you know, who were willing to participate and have fun with it. And so that's how we sort of evolved into the perceptual style theory. I think the other piece for us was that there's one piece that's different. Um, it's how you make meaning and take action now. But we also uh, think that life experience plays a really, really big part in how you express right. your natural strengths. And that's, you know, what causes a lot of uniqueness between people. So yes. for me, the theory answers the, well, that's cute and that's interesting, but what next? Okay, so let me ask you two questions. One, one pick up one and one pick up the other. Uh, so one of you, you're talking a lot about perceptions, and I 
absolutely agree with that. It, it might be worth just saying a little bit more about what perceptions are and why it matters. And, um, and for the other one, it would be it would be interesting because looking at the six styles, I've, I've had the advantage of looking ahead. You seem to have three about who you are and three about how you do things. So I'm interested to know how you is this a is this a is this an idea around perception is or is that a, is that a, is that a specific thing to do with the th uh, to do with the theory? So who could go first? Perceptions first. I'll start with perception first, and then and then we'll go with the uh, the styles. So the way we define perception is taking in information through your five senses and making meaning of that. Right. But it's sort of a three step process. It's you take in the information. There's sort of a contextual message for your brain. Your brain applies a filter. We call it innate biases or perceptual style. It's basically your brain's way of saying this is important, that's not important. Think of how overwhelmed we'd be if we didn't have some natural filtering mechanism because we're just bombarded with too much information. So perceptual style takes takes place and then your life experience takes place. Your brain says, this, has this been true for me before or is this brand new information that I'll store and, and use for later? All of that happens in a blink of an eye. Um, and from that, gives you your perspective about the world, the action you're taking, what, what's important, and it, it impacts your values, your actions. But we say your strengths are aligned with your perception because it just, to me, it just is natural. It makes sense that what comes easily to you would be aligned with how you see the world. Yes, now that's interesting. Sorry to jump in. So is this linked in any way to strengths finder? Because obviously that's a, a, a big thing, isn't it? And um, marketing wise it sounds very similar to the way you're coming at things but actually looks a very different tool it's a different tool it's not the same thing uh, it's it's fascinating we were doing our work at about the same time they were doing theirs um so they're both strength oriented um uh theirs um is not i don't think it's as theory based gary correct i think it was observational with gartner group but I mean, these are they're similar in the fact that they're both tools to help you get a little more self-awareness. And so there can't there's nothing wrong with using either one of them. Yeah, I mean, any, any tool that will help you gain a little self-awareness is a good tool. Yeah. yeah. And they're coming from the perspective of the sort of positive psychology strengths. Yeah, the positive, yes, exactly. Yeah, that, that's that's got to be a different conversation. It's you know, it's it, it takes you down a different philosophical path, isn't it? Um, so why don't you unpack the styles for us a bit, Gary, and tell us a little bit more about them. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, there are six styles, and they they um, they have a theoretical relationship to each other. We call it the the, the wheel, so that uh, it's divided into six little pie sections. And it doesn't matter where you start, you you run around. The the the, the first one I always like to start is vision, and going clockwise, we have goals, and then methods, adjustments flow and activity. And I'll say a little bit about each of them. They, the, the, first of all, the relationship to each other is each one has a neighbor. So for instance, activity has a neighbor flow on one side and vision on the other, because they appear then with your neighbors, you appear to share some of the same uh, qualities, but you, you'll say the same word and mean slightly different things. Mm. But, but it's, it's, uh, the, there's, there's often much less overt conflict between neighboring styles. Then each one has an opposite. So for activity, for instance, the opposite is methods. And then in that you get the, you know, the age old opposites attract and opposites repel. 
the very things that 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 I find fascinating if I'm activity that I find fascinating about our meta methods over time will create the conflicts between us because uh, it's like can you stop doing what you're doing for a little bit and see it the way I see it um, and then we have one off so for activity the one offs would be goals and adjustments and that's we we say it's kind of like talking to a Martian. I hear the words you're saying, and I ever understand every word you said, but I have no idea what you, what, what meaning you're trying to convey. Right. And that's because they don't share anything in common. Um, to go around the wheel, would you like to go back and forth with me, Linda Ross, going around the wheel? Sure. Or, okay. So um, activity. This, this, this would be interesting. Why don't we talk about your styles and what that means okay. to the, in the real world sort of idea? Okay. My style is activity. That's why I always choose it uh, as, the, as the example, because it's a lot easier <laughs> to respond from my natural strengths and to understand what activity does. Um, activities are starters. They're the people that you want at a cocktail party because they're the ones who are gonna start talking to strangers and make sure that that person standing over in the, by themselves on the, on the wall is gonna, they're gonna go over and involve them, bring them in. Mm. Uh, naturally curious. Uh, they know a lot of, they know a little bit about a lot of things. Um, they're, they're fascinated by um, uh, novelty, new things. They don't like repetition. They don't like doing the things the same way twice. Um, they are, you know, in some, and some manifestations, activities are your classic uh, relational salespeople. Um, that they build a relationship with you so they can make continual sales with you. And they build networks of people where they connect people to each other. Yeah. It's like, oh, wait, you're looking for somebody that does that? I have a friend. Let me put the two of you together. And that's an activity uh, thing to do. They focus very much on people, but they're focused on the, the network, the individual relational network, as opposed to a community, uh, which belongs to Flo, which is a next door neighbor. Linda Ross. Yeah, that, that's Flo with a W on the end, by the way. Right. Yes, yes, exactly. Uh, the other thing I would say about activity people is they they make meaning by experience, their own personal experience. So they're great storytellers, um, but everything is about the experience. So they know the world. Uh, they, they're engaged at almost all times. Mm. Um, so where would where would something like extroversion fit in there? Would that be part of it or or irrelevant? Because it's a different frame that doesn't sit into inside of this. It doesn't sit inside of this. It's really, right. it's, 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 that's comparing apples and oranges there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We feel, we, we find people of a style that are both social extroverts or social introverts, you know, yeah. so it, it, it doesn't seem to, to play. Um, I would, let's do it. Let's go alphabetically because it's easy for me. So um, the next style would be adjustments. Um, adjustments people make meaning of the world around them um, by observation. Um, they, of all the styles, see the most complexity in things. They see how people and systems and organizations all function together. They see ripple effects. Um, they are they um, value knowledge. They are great information seekers and tend to know an incredible depth about the things that interest them. Um, but they are naturally observant first, natural diplomats, uh, very naturally geared towards protocols. Um, interesting, uh, usually a very high level of usage of language, nuance, dry wit. Um, and they are uh, incredibly good at taking processes or situations and seeing what the total 
you know, they when they say big picture, they are literally seeing the the totality, including all the pieces and how they fit together. Mm-hmm. Um, so they see a very rich and complex world. Um, they've usually learned over time that the average friend that's not also adjustments can't take the level of information they have. Mm-hmm. And so they're sometimes mislabeled as quiet but they're just waiting to be asked in order to share because they know people get into overwhelm with the amount of information that they have. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. And so that's your primary. Style. Oh no, mine. I'm sorry. I was doing my, my style is vision. I forgot where we were going. My style that's is right. vision and um, vision. People are pretty future oriented, uh, very optimistic. Uh, they see opportunities and possibilities so they tend to be uh, situational, deal with things in an ad hoc manner, have lots of opinions waiting to be decisions, mm. um, but things are always moving forward. So they tend to use the past as that was an interesting life lesson and moving forward. Um, they tend to not look for cause and effect as much of what was the end result so that I can use that information next. Um, they tend to be... Um, I would say motivational, inspirational, those types of characteristics, only because they'll paint a picture of what could be. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great if we did this? Well, what's interesting is that these are obviously not mutually exclusive because someone could easily be all three of these things, couldn't they, so so far? I mean, you might have preferences or innate capabilities or preferences to what perceptions. I'm trying to work your perceptions thing back in it. I suppose the perceptions and experience decide what they prefer in the real world but it is possible to have the skill sets of each of these yes it is possible to have a similar skill sets without a doubt so the way you perceive the world is only one way according to our theory um so and it stays with you for life it's innate but you learn the skills that are natural for you and you also in real life pick up acquired skills these are skills that might be let's say natural for another style but you need them in your life for some reason um there's no one else to do them or or you were told you should do them. Um, but we would tell you is that different styles may do a similar thing, but the how they go about it will be significantly different. So once you get across, you know, below the surface and you get into the detail of how things are happening. And honestly, that's where we see a lot of conflict between styles is they'll agree on the what and then they'll be totally you know, at odds about the how. And that's that's where the flavor of their of their style really comes yeah. to play. And I'm guessing these are styles which are human by nature. And therefore yes. you've talked about using them in business, but definitely you could use these in personal relationships, conflicts, oh, yeah. you know, any aspect where there are one or more human beings in the room together. And exactly. Do, do they have an ap- application around neurodiverse sort of people? It, it, or is that again, not their intent? Neurodiverse, got it. Okay, it took me a moment to understand what you're saying. Um, not their intent, but it, it does help people to, um, to, 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 to feel. One of our goals is to help people. It's what we call our book, Celebrate You, yeah. is to help people feel good about the way they see the world. The way I'd like to describe it is that if, there's one, if you're one of six, then there's only about 17% of the world that sees the of the people that sees the world the way you do so that most of the people you encounter see it differently. Yeah. And as human beings, our human nature is to think, well, if everyone's seeing it differently, I must be wrong. 
Yes. So our first goal is for people to identify what they naturally are and to feel good about who they are. So that in that sense, the, it would touch on the neurodiversity in feeling good about who, who they are and how they see the world, yes. even though it's different from other people around them. Yes. It explains the definition of common sense, isn't it? If you're in yeah. one seg segment, everybody, everybody in that segment has common sense because they literally have the same sense of the com commonality of the perception and the style. Uh -huh. Uh, interesting. And so, um, so where, where do we get to? I think that's four done. Let's let's have a quick whistle stop to the other uh, others which are left. Okay. Well, let me take on flow. Flow is <clears throat> between activity, which is what I am, and uh, adjustments. And flow are uh, we always say they're the the people people. They are the, all about community. Um, they see how human systems and human beings interact and how they all fit together. Um, they, are, they are as complex in their view of the world as adjustments are, but they don't, they don't see the systems the way adjustments do. They see, they see the complexity in people systems. They know how, when we, when we deal with change and talk about change, it is the adjustment, it is, excuse me, it's the flow people who say, you can't do that because that's going to affect this and 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 everybody else missing it and only looking at the immediate impact or how this is this change is gonna be helpful. The flow people see the impact on the people and how it's gonna change and disrupt lives and how it's gonna change the community around them. So they're very much a, um, uh, when I talk, talk about, it, they will do anything for people within their community. Yes. They will, they see the people who are outside of their community as people that are, that don't belong. Does, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, no, it's, I, I really like it. Actually, it's very pragmatic, isn't it? Practical. Yes. They're very subtle. They don't like to be in the spotlight. They like to influence things uh, through nuance and through uh, indirect uh, communication, indirect uh, uh, impact. They are, however, the style that holds organizations together without people even realizing that's what they're doing. Right. They focus on the past. They focus on traditions, the way we've always done things here. They're the people that, that will arrange to make sure that everybody's birthday is remembered, that everybody is recognized for what they do. But they won't take credit for that, for them making sure all that's taken care of. They, want, they don't want to be seen for what they do. Very good. Uh, the next... Go ahead. This is, the, this is the last one now, isn't it? I, I think the last one's coming up now. That's right. Oh, we have two more. Two more. So we have we have goals and uh, methods. So goals goals people are um, they see the world as uh, problems to be solved, obstacles and challenges to be handled. Uh, they are forward thinking because they're clearing the path for what needs to happen next. Um, they're very decisive. These are the folks that in crisis situations, and they can they can bring stability to chaos quite quickly because for them, it's clearly something is important or not important. It's included or not. It's a problem. We solve it now. No time like the present to get it solved. So um, natural, natural leaders, they will step in and take over really quickly. Um, opinionated because things tend to have black and white and not a lot of gray. Um, but um, very, very decisive, very action oriented. Um, and, and like I said, they see, they see problems and challenges and opportunities of things to happen now. Yes. So they're, they're a short-term focus, uh, you know, short-term future focus. 
Yeah, it makes sense to me. And in terms of people's resilience, for example, which is what yes. we're all about here, I can see now your point about people can be resilient and they can be sitting in each of these, one of these pies, and that's where the resilience is coming from because it's the, mm-hmm. it's the, uh, yeah. So that makes sense to me. Okay. Um, what was the last one? So, um, Gary, um, I yeah, think the you, last you, one. you look itching to say. <laughs> the last one is methods. That's right. And the methods are, are the people who see things, they see the rules, they create a steps, um, they, see, they look for the facts, uh, they are, um, they are, they, they tend to be, they, they, they I want to say unemotional, they don't, it's not that they don't have emotions, their response is, you know, that's what I feel, but what has, what has that got to do with the facts? It's not relevant here. So these are the people that, that create situations where we go from A to B to C to end up at D, and we want to make sure that and we want you to know that's always what happens when we do a b and c we get d and if if uh the and and we want that process to be able to continue and be repetitive so they are methods they create methodology um they see the world fairly black and white uh fairly um not simplistically but straightforward uh they're very rational oriented people they don't speculate they don't, uh, the, it's like, you think, well, let's talk about what might happen. And they're saying, well, there's no point talking about what might happen. We need to talk about what is happening right now. Yeah. So very present oriented, uh, very matter of fact. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. So um, on your website, I noticed there's the opportunity for a free assessment. So that obviously the, the idea of this is you look at your own styles, you build your self-development plan, you understand your... You're sorry, you build yourself awareness, build a self-development plan. Other people in your team can do that or in your family or whatever it might be. Um, is that is that the sort of purpose? Is it the is it the value of the conversation? This it's a tool to inspire what comes next rather than being a tool in itself. It's not a recruitment tool, for example. No. No. Um it, it, you're you're 100 percent right. It's a tool for self, self-awareness. Um, it's also a tool for uh, as you said, communication. It's great. I think um, self-awareness is is the place to start. I mean, and if you go no further with it than to to understand your own strengths and how how to use them more intentionally, that's brilliant. Um, but sometimes I think the real gold is also in understanding there's five other ways to see the world in the way you do. And it is a tremendous tool in relationships and teamwork and communication because it helps you understand that the difference in perspective isn't because the other person is being difficult, isn't because the other person is trying to push your button, it's that they literally do not see it the same way you do. So where can you start the conversation to bridge the information gap? Um, So it kind of depersonalizes some levels of disconnect in communication. So that's what we, you know, so our, our goal is for people to use the tool in their lives. That's, you know, and, and whether it's for work at home. Yeah. And, I, and I'm guessing, so you talked about, you know, you could buy it for yourself. There's the tool. You could look at your own styles, but you could, all, you might have a problem. You might have a, a coworker, you have poor relationship, or you, or you might be a leader planning a change and you just want to know, you know, what, what buttons to press and such like. So um, is, is that, is that right? Because I, I think a lot of people are sometimes mystified to know how to use these tools and why. Now on your well, website, I see there's this sort of, personal and business um, applications. So that's fascinating that you say it's, it's a tool that has 
applicability across the, the two sides. Is there anything that you wouldn't recommend it for? I mean, recruitment is one. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. Recruitment, yeah. recruitment is not a is not a good use of the tool. Also, the the we have found that that sometimes people have, can have, can try to take it and use it, um, decide that, that that one one style is better than another, so it becomes yes. kind of a weapon. Yeah, and when it, when it becomes weaponized um, in that regard, it becomes uh, destructive rather than constructive. Yes. So and we have seen that happen. Yes, but that's not a problem. That that's not a feature of the tool. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know, those, people, those people are going to always use that, won't they? As, as a weaponization thing. Yeah, 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 I understand. All right, that's brilliant. So now I know you've written. So I've been on your website, which for those who are, those interested is yourtalentadvantage.com, and I see two books and also the words get a free assessment. So you better unpack the free assessment bit because I'm very excited and already putting the details in. So, <laughs> so what happens when, that, when, when, I, when I go for a free assessment, what happens? Well, the free assessment is actually a subset of our perceptual style assessment. So, um, and the reason is the perceptual style assessment is um, a little long because it's really, it's reliability and validity numbers are good. So we have sort of a taste test in the free assessment. So it's it's a subset of this of the larger assessment. And as a result, um, it will you'll get about a 12 page document uh, download uh, that says this is what your style might be. Okay, now, we have uh, with the full assessment, we've got reliability, uh, you know, in the 0.85 to 0.92. So it's it's, we will say this is your style. With the free one, we'll say, you know, we're in the 0.70 to 0.85 <laughs> reliability. So we think it is, but yeah. take the full one. So that, that document will give you a, a taste of what it might be. And it gives you some information about that style that you can relate to and say, does this, does this feel right for me or not? Um, the full assessment, when you take it and you get your results, you get the Celebrate You book actually is the result package and action guide. Clever. And that's a lot more depth and detail about the style, um, about different different skill sets in different areas like uh, time orientation, persuasion, you know, community uh, leadership, a, a, a bunch of stuff. I think there's like twelve or fourteen areas that we that we yes. explore skills for that style. Yes. And so, what about the new book? Unlock the unlock the power of your perception. Well, you know, we we train this we we train this theory in a in a in a in group settings. So you know, we've had many times people say, "Well, this is fascinating. I want to know more. Do you have a book?" Mm. And <clears throat> we've always had to say no. And during the pandemic, we finally had enough time to sit down and say, "Okay, we'll write the book." And so we wrote the book, and that is it is uh, unlock the power of your perception. It's available on uh, Amazon. Uh, and uh, at a very reasonable price. And it goes into, into a lot of detail about the theory in general and uh, then talks about what you can do with the theory. It talks about you know, the, the, the natural skills that go with each set, with each style. It doesn't describe them, but it talks about that there are natural skills that go with each style and there are acquired skills that go with each style. What does, that, what does that mean? How do you use that? How do you use that to develop yourself and become more effective in your style and more effective by being able to recognize the styles of others. 
Makes sense. Uh, and and uh, I'm not checking out your claim, but I just have, I always like to just jump onto Amazon and have a look. And it is in the UK market, uh, UK thing. It was with um, very interesting. So so it's there. It's freely available. Um, it's something you should you should look at buying. So if people want to now, one thing I have to I could say and give you real kudos for this. It's lovely to see the evidential um, stats that sit behind the theory sitting on your site as well. I think that's really laudable. There are so many of these tools which just after a little while sound like um, they've been pinched from the pages of a a magazine i was going to yes. say a women's magazine do forgive me yeah but but this i love i love the fact that you've evidenced this and so a, a, an academic geek like myself can have a look and, yes. and make sense of this so this sounds absolutely fascinating so if people would like to find out more information how how would they do that and how they might use the tool what what would what where would this start? I would say the best place to start is to check out the website. Um, you can also there's a really easy way to contact us, and we have a team that will answer questions and point you in the right direction for something if you need something. Uh, the book is an ebook and paperback, so that's also a great place to start. Um, one of these days we'll get around to doing the audio. I've been having people ask for that, so we'll we'll make that happen, but it's not available currently. Um, and, uh, but you can contact us through our website and we just take a look. That's what we think. No, for the, for, I, I can't remember which style it is that says you're being very humble and forgetting to tell us the names of the website and the name of the book. Uh, <laughs> we have to do that practical bit. <laughs> yes, we have to do that practical bit. Okay. The website is yourtalentadvantage.com. And the book on Amazon about the theory is Unlock the Power of Your Perception. Fantastic. And this, I love the, the way the reviews are working because you've got people who, I mean, it's really good reviews, but you've got the Marmite thing going on, which I find is fascinating. Some people love it and some people really don't. And I think that's a, always the sign of something interesting as, um, you know, where you've got people on either side of the um, equation. That's great. Uh, I love that. It's, I think that gets people thinking when it's different, when you have different views. I think Excellent. it's important. Yeah, me too. Me too. No, I love it. I love the idea. I love the concept. And it's just some sort of refreshing to hear something that's not just the same old, you know, trotted out, you know, uh, malarkey, as I was going to say. But, um, you yes. know, I love it. Thank you so much. And thank right. you for spending time with us today. I really do value it. And um, as I say, uh, in the show notes, we will connect to those um, websites and, and such like. And hopefully um, we'll be in touch again when you're writing your third book. There's no excuse for COVID next next time now. Uh, exactly. Now you've got a bug. <laughs> so thanks for, thanks for spending time with us today, and um, and and I wish you well. Thank you, Russell. We appreciate being here. No problem. You, and you take care. Hi, everybody. I hope you found that episode useful and interesting. Feedback is always welcomed, and if you are in the mood to subscribe to us or even leave a comment on iTunes or Stitcher, that would be amazing. If you want to suggest ideas or even people you would like me to interview, then reach out to us at qedod.com forward slash contact. As I said earlier, you can go to qedod.com forward slash podcast for show notes or follow the links. And you can go to qedod.com forward slash extras to access offers, tools and resources, including free articles and ebooks. For those of you that would be interested in supporting our work and contributing more proactively, you can find our new Patreon page at patreon.com, then search for Resilience Unraveled. 
I look forward to being in your ear next time around. Take care.